Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. This is Andre from The Mental Health. I'm here with Thomas, who gave a great keynote presentation. I'm going to let you do your surname, Thomas. Hello, hello, Andre. Nice to meet you. My, uh, I'm Thomas Niedergrottendala from the Medical University of Vienna, and I'm also a board member of ISB. And my talk is about media and suicide. And uh, it, the aim really was to build that bridge between harmful media effects and protective media effects, the so-called Papacino effect. So there is now really a lot of evidence uh, from the past uh, 40 years or so uh, about possible harmful effects of media reporting on su suicide. So whenever there is some kind of sensationalist portrayal of suicides, there has been research that there is an increase in suicide subsequently, the so-called Werther effect. And we have done a large meta-analysis recently. It's the largest one in the field, including 64 studies, which shows that there is indeed an increase which is particularly strong after sensationalist reporting about celebrity suicides. However, uh, and that's really new to us. It was also a significant effect across all studies looking into non-celebrity suicide reporting. So both uh, types of reporting are important and it's very relevant to consider media recommendations for suicide reporting and to promote them. Uh, there are such guidelines available from ISB and WHO. They have been updated in 2017 and many national organizations have similar guidelines. The other thing is though that uh, in the recent history of suicide research there has been an increasing focus also on possible protective potentials of media. And in a 2010 study we found that some media reports were actually associated with a decrease in suicides subsequently. And we are calling this phenomenon the Papacino effect. Now, uh, that was a classic association study, a pre-after design, and in order to test uh, such hypotheses, it's important to carry out randomized controlled trials because they then you get individual data, not only rates where you do not actually know if those who die by suicide or, or do not die by suicide actually were exposed to the media portrayal. So uh, that was the very start of the Babacino hypothesis and we have conducted a few uh, randomized controlled trials in recent years which seem to confirm that some media portrayals, uh, namely those that feature personal experiences, lived experiences of how to cope with suicidal ideation and suicide attempt can decrease su uh, suicidal ideation in the audience. And uh, lately we have done a study also uh, with a specific focus on suicide attempts. So individuals with a uh, suicide attempt in their recent past and they also benefited from those kinds of stories. So this is really very good evidence that there is indeed a Babacino effect of stories of hope and recovery. And that's very relevant when we discuss how we want to portray suicidal behavior, suicidal ideation and suicide in the media. And it's also helpful if we uh, come up with media com campaigns to increase awareness because these kind of portrayals can uh, really be beneficial to some audiences. Uh, there have been further studies which looked into help seeking and it's really now uh, time to look into which kind of portrayals have which effects on 
which audience at which point of time. So there's a lot uh, more to do, but still uh, there's uh, emerging evidence for protective potentials of media as well as strong evidence now for harmful uh, uh, effects of sensationalist reporting of, su of suicide death. Uh, and finally, uh, there's also a lot of work to do with regard to evaluations of media recommendations. There's now a handful of countries which have looked into if the media recommendations actually improve the reporting styles. And indeed, several studies confirm that hypothesis. Uh, but still, we know that most countries with uh, national programs or regional suicide prevention programs have those guidelines and we need more countries to do such evaluations. So there's a lot to do and this is a really important and thriving field and it's a large topic here as well at ISP 2019 in London Dairy and that's a great development. There seems to be quite a lot of disagreement here at the conference about how media reporting of suicide has improved or not over recent years. So I spoke to Keith Horton yesterday and he said, you know, this used to be a real problem. It's a lot better now. I spoke to Anne Luce yesterday and she said, I, I doubt, I'm not too sure whether it's any better now than it used to be. What's your view on that? I think there are strong differences, regional differences and also differences between media outlets. So now speaking about my own country, Austria, it has been a clear improvement. So the media recommendations were implemented in our country first in 1987. That was probably the first country worldwide to have such, in, uh, such recommendations. And I still have the very old newspaper reports from the 80s in my office. And compared to the reporting, to the average of reporting nowadays, that's really, uh, you can't compare them. They are so much better. Uh, most of them uh, have resources listed nowadays, uh, don't focus on the suicide method. However, there are indeed exceptions to that and also there are changes on the media market. And we have found that whenever there is a new media type coming up uh, that might impact not only that specific media outlet but other also other outlets on the market, which means that if uh, an important media outlet starts to report in a very positive way, then other media outlets are likely to follow, but also the opposite applies. So I think it would be really important to look at the specific situation in the specific countries and to get an overview of uh, what the situation is in the different countries. Great work, Thomas. Thank you so much for joining us for the podcast. Thank you, Andre.